Hi, my name is Elizabeth Crabtree. I am a painter, photographer, videographer, and sculptor based in St. Louis, Missouri. Some of my work has been featured at local galleries, including installation and performance art pieces. Basically, if I can add color to a two-dimensional or three-dimensional space and it speaks volumes to the subject matter at hand, I will. Well, I guess I've always been creative, even in childhood. I've got a pretty eclectic background when it comes to my work history. I have been a lifeguard, a florist, and a marketing researcher. I also have degrees in theater and psychology. But I guess the one thing that drives me is just learning about people, what makes them tick, and trying to make people think about themselves. So when I finally decided to commit to being an artist and change my entire life, around that path, I had this idea for a show and it, it burned in my head for well over a year. And I wanted a show all about women and the roles that they have in life. I find that a lot of women, when I talk to them, they are constantly trying to balance out who they see themselves or how they see themselves and the roles that they have in life. I'm sure that's true for men, but I can only speak from my own perspective. So now I'm collecting all these interviews and the experiences that women are sharing, and I just can't wait to see where this project is at in 10 years. You're gonna hear interviews from women from all walks of life that turn into these intimate and intense conversations about what it is to be a woman. So, um, I'm going to start with some high-level questions first, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. At the end, we'll do a little exercise, and then that'll be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll be the end of the interview. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What takes up most of your time? 50% work and 50% knitting. <laughs> what do you do at work? It's a hard question to answer. I like to respond with, if I knew what I did, I could actually tell you, but it's more of troubleshooting, QA, UAT, project management, all rolled into one. Okay, cool. Keeps me on my toes. What about your knitting? I've been doing that since I was 13. My great aunt taught me, and I didn't pick it up again hardcore until 2012. And since then, I've done just about anything you can think of. Awesome. Uh, tell us about some of the roles that you have in life. All right, the main roles, you have wife, daughter, friend. And I think those are the main three that I cover on a daily basis. Okay. And how, like, tell us a little bit about being a wife or friend. Hmm. Wife, how do you sum up wife? Besides the general cooking, cleaning, keeping the husband in mind. <laughs> I have discovered that the more I'm a wife, the more I find out who I really am. Like the more I, I've read a lot of books to where trying to relate to people, you get on a base level of when I say I feel fear, this is exactly what I'm feeling. And actually, no, we'll go with anxiety because I recently told my husband that I had a really overwhelming day at work, and I was just ranting in the car, and I'm like, my anxiety feels like I'm jumping out of the plane with no parachute. 
and I said that to try to get him on the same level so he could understand where I was at. So in trying to reach out and connect with him in that way, it kind of gets me more in touch with the things that I need to figure out who I am. It's an interesting journey. <laughs> what about friend? Oh, that's, I'm an ear to listen, shoulder to cry on, always there for people, and I just generally enjoy the company. And of all your roles in life, the things that you do, which one do you think has uh, you know, best defined you as a person? I would say it's probably a 50 50 split between wife and friend, mainly because I attribute where I am personally to meeting Aaron and then also all of my education because he's the one person outside of family and friends that I can be myself 100% with and he just doesn't care so I can have freedom to explore that. As far as like goals, what are your goals uh, trying to get to like your ideal person? Mm, goals. I always hated goals. Especially in class things. Like, write a goal to meet. Like, I don't know what I want to meet. Just live. I do my thing. So I guess I kind of just, I'm sure somewhere deep down I have goals. I just haven't identified them yet. I guess the main goal is always to be learning and becoming a better person. And I do that by understanding how other people function and what makes them function, function so I can connect with them on that level. And what does a better person look like? For me, is not judging everyone who walks by me, because I take a look at them, and if I, I perceive a flaw in them, I have to look back at myself and go, okay, it's nothing wrong with them, it's something in me that I dislike. And it's getting to a point of accepting everyone where they're at, and not having that internal struggle of, I know I just judged you in my head, but you don't know that from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> getting to a point on the inside where I'm not screaming out loud because I'm just so angry. Alright, well, what would you say are your biggest obstacles? All the outside voices that influence my decisions. I've been weeding them out slowly over the years, but I have a lot of my mother over here. Love my mother to death, but due to her repressed Catholic upbringing, she has her own flaws that were instilled into me since I lived with her for 21 years. And I have to unlearn all of those. Because she didn't know she was doing any of that. It was just how she worked, how she functioned. And then the people from junior high and high school. Because I was the weird one. I was the quiet one. I didn't do what everyone thought I should be doing. So there were a couple things that um, well-meaning friends probably squashed out of me back then that I have to silence those voices too. So it's really just learning to be comfortable with who I am and listening to my own voice and trusting it. Um, so let's talk a, um, about like being a woman. How do you think that has influenced your roles in life? Uh, it's played a huge role. Because I can tell you early on through the way my brother, the differences between my brother and I and how we were treated and just how my, my dad plays a big role in this, and it's probably one of the reasons why I majored in women's studies. <laughs> but he had this, men do this, women do this, so I didn't, was never taught about cars or, um, I don't want to say woodworking, 
hardware, like, repair stuff. And every time I tried to show interest in it, it was kind of squashed, like, no, you're too young, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to do this, that, and the other thing. So I learned to still have an interest in it and learn everything by watching them. But I couldn't actually come out and vocally say, yes, please teach me this. And I'm pretty sure, because my dad was born in 1939, so you've got that old school mentality of the separate spheres and men do this, women do this, instead of like this combined thing that it should be. And I'm pretty sure he figured I was going to marry some car guy who could fix things and do things around the house, and that is not my husband, and that's completely okay. <laughs> so I think after he met Aaron, he kind of opened up just a little bit. And the older my dad gets, the more, the softer he becomes, and the more open he becomes. Um, so he's taught me a little more over the past probably 10 years than he did previously. But my brother, when we were younger, going back to the main point of the question, he got to go out, he got to go do things by himself, but when I wanted to go do things by myself, it's like, no, you're too young, you're going to get taken advantage of, it's dangerous out there, and it's like, it sucks. I'm a human being, I should be able to go do whatever I want to do. So yeah, a lot of that influenced being a woman. And just, I always rejected the super girly girl, because I never wanted to be that, because all the examples I saw that were shallow, vapid people, but then had actually really tried to get to know those people instead of instantly judging them, I would have probably gotten to know some great people that I missed out on back then, but yeah, life is life. Alright, so I'm going to ask my next question. You've already given me some feedback on it, but to be consistent. Um, has there ever been an instance or a time in your life where um, your role was influenced by being a woman from another person or an outside force, whether that's positive or negative? Well, that seems to be my entire life, because growing up, my two best friends were guys, and I always wanted to be hanging out with my older brother, who was four and a half years older than me, him and his friends, because from my perspective, they got to do all the fun things. They got all the, have to go out, be dirty, Rough house play where that just wasn't the thing girls did. To go a little deeper with this, and I'm trying not to delve too far into it, but because my father was so hard when I was younger, I didn't get the necessary the love that I needed from him. So there was a hole that I was trying to fill by slightly being boy crazy when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think that was also just the overall message that. You're female, you must have crushes on boys, you must do these things, your goal is to get married, have kids, all this other stuff. So while I had the boy crazy side, I always wanted to hang out with the guys, but I think it was a mix of I was trying to get from them what I needed from my father. So I had this dichotomy of, yeah, I like the boy things, video games, maybe not roughhousing so much, but all the cool spy toys. And then there was also, I had to have a crush on someone in the group. So there was that just weird little cycle of, in my head, I made sure when I was around guys I didn't freak out about bugs because that was just a stupid girl thing to do and I didn't want to do that because I wanted to be more like the guys than female. Because female, technically, I don't want to say bad, but it wasn't a celebrated thing. Tell me what means to you. I don't know if I have a clear definition of that. Right now, it just means being me. 
when I hear the definition of womanhood, I get in my head the old 1950s wear some sort of dress, high heels, pearls, and fancy and everything. But I think womanhood is just rolling with life and all the stuff that hormones throw at you. They do, they make me a little crazy sometimes. I just do my thing and if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't really care. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. That's it. Was that painful? No. Thank you for listening. I just want to say a special thank you to all the women who volunteered their time to make this project possible. Uh, This was produced by Dale Bruni. Special thank you to Tyler Hawthorne for all his time spent on the interviews. This was produced at the Jeffco Art Coalition and the Nest of Cryptic Queen Photography. If you want to check out more of my work, Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Sanguine Tree. That's S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E Tree. Also, if you want to check out some artistic events that I host and get involved in creating your own artwork, check us out at 30proofpainting.com or at Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest at 30 Proof Painting. Love my crabby apples. Until next time. <laughs>